Blog Talk Radio. episode of the Frontier Beyond Fear. And today, um, this topic has really come to me through my heart, which that's always the best way for, for any topic to come to a person or really anything at all. And I feel that it's becoming more and more vitally important And yet it's often easy to lose sight of not only how it requires real focus and attention and very deep work to approach it, and we are always going to do this imperfectly because that is the nature of such exploration, and It really has to do with not only how we come to understand who we are as individuals, because that is the topic today, who are we, but how we really learn, and we are going to do this imperfectly, and we are seeing a lot of this around us, um, how we come to a place where we can recognize and help one another to nurture our own authenticity. Um, And that's what I feel led to explore today with, as usual lately, no preparation, just spontaneously sharing from my heart. Um, It seems right now we are in the midst of a kind of an identity crisis in our world. I know this this is a worldwide show, and some of this is going to be addressed to my United States audience, which is about half of you. The rest are not in the United States, and I am just very... My heart is so warmed and I am just so happy to know that there are people listening to this program in other parts of the world. And 
I know that lately the show has been a bit sporadic, and yet that hasn't changed. I really do appreciate those of you who are listening to these spontaneous episodes when they arrive. Many of us are going through journeys of a sort. Some of them are quite challenging. And there is no doubt that society overall, wherever you find yourself right now, is going through a journey that is testing us. Um, I've actually journeyed pretty far to get to this point right now, and I've arrived at a space where I can breathe a bit more, but still the journey continues. And I personally am sorting through, you know, this show, for example, although that's just one minor part of it, you know, what is it really intended to be? What do I feel good about it being right now? And you've noticed I'm not bringing on guests right now. That's very intentional, and I may not for quite some time. As much, it may change completely. And this isn't really about this show, but it is a reflection of how I am reflecting and and what it is that I'm called to do. And I know many of you, part of identifying who you are is what, we're called to be, to do, but I almost said it. It's what we're called to be that is more important. Um, what triggered this episode, in a way, several things. Um, but one thing is the song "Love Train" keeps rising in my awareness in the last I don't know, I'd say the last month. And I couldn't quite place all the places where it showed up. It's a song that is quite old. If you haven't heard it before, um, I invite you to go and listen to it. Maybe I'll put a link in, on the show page. It's important. Some people will say it's a very naive song that, you know, how can we all be stepping on to the love train? Well, you know what? It may seem naive. It may even seem impossible, but that's actually the way forward. That's why it's a train, because we individually and collectively are called to find a way forward on this planet where it is not some kind of a seesaw experience, which is exactly what's been happening for a very long time. That's what happens when you totally dismiss, you know, a, a, a giant segment of the population, however you're going about that, that dismissal. When you don't choose to engage, when you don't choose to listen, when you don't choose to have conversations, that doesn't mean that we're all going to be on the same page because that's what authenticity is about. But I think if you begin to go a little bit deeper, deeper and deeper behind what it is that people are attempting to say 
you may begin to understand that the caricatures that we tend to come up with are false and that there are very deeply troubling things that are occurring for a lot of people. And this can then lead to some philosophies that maybe you don't agree with, but they aren't necessarily, although they can seem that way, based totally in, in, in hatred. Usually it's based in discomfort or there can be hatred out there. I'm not saying that there isn't hatred. There is. However, we have got to come to a point where we start to have conversations and that we show who we are to one another so that we can better understand where we're coming from. And um, I, can, I can give you an example. Um, there are many conservative people in the United States who feel very deeply, for example, about the right to life. I know this is a very controversial issue. I get this. There are as many people who feel very deeply about a right to choose. And what you may not realize is that right to life issue is having a huge influence on many people because they view things differently. And because we don't, things, it's a complicated issue as to, you know, how far along is, you know, a baby a baby. You know, I'm saying something that, that may be upsetting to some people, but you know what? It's something that is troubling a lot of people, and it is driving things in a certain direction. On the other hand, there's the other side of the issue. You know, we almost did this years ago. I think I mentioned this on the last episode. I don't know why this particular issue is coming up, because I don't think it's being given enough airtime as to how deeply troubled people are on both sides of it. And until you address that, you're not going to come to any kind of a conversation or understanding or even get what's going on right now because it is really a pretty pivotal thing. It's one of those pivotal things that is, is having an influence on people everywhere. And yes, the other side of the issue, of course, is the autonomy of women. And, and I understand that. I'm a woman. I mean, I totally understand the, the two sides of the issue. And what I do see is they don't meet. It's a really hard place where they meet. And the only way we're going to work through this as a society. And why does this matter? It really does matter because it's influencing the choices that many people are making. And we need to work with this particular issue. It's an example. And people are afraid to even talk about it. And what I'm saying is that I see why people 
on all sides of this issue are authentically troubled or concerned about it. I don't choose to dismiss a point of view. Even while standing outside, I can take you know, the, the observational view and realizing that I do respect human rights. And interestingly enough, everybody does in one way or another. It's just that they have a different view of this issue is the problem because the definitions they are sharing are not the same. The understanding, the truths that they have seen, they're not the same. And the way that we have a conversation about this issue is by addressing that. And then maybe as a society, we would go forward and we would find a way that we can find center on it. Um, and so, and there are so many other things that influence us. You know, what is the center on that issue? Well, it, it's very obvious is how do we change as a society so, there are un, so that unwanted pregnancies don't occur as often? And that's a very deep question too because to truly address that, you have to also address, um, you know, sexual abuse and, and many things that occur. We have to change our underlying fabric. We need to maybe even change the way we work psychologically, and then the issue will become less, less urgent in a way, is if we can go forward and find that way. Um, and I'm just using that as an example. And why does that come up? Because I'm seeing it come up. I have been observing authentically, you know, where are people on different things? What's, what's driving? Is, you know, there's this tendency to say, oh, you know, there are all these haters out there, haters everywhere around. And I mean, I'm hearing it from all sides. If you haven't heard it from all sides, then you aren't listening to everybody, but everybody is saying that they are hated. Well, maybe not everybody, but a large number of people feel hated. That is not going to encourage us forwards. I've been around long enough. I've been observing, you know, what's gone on in the U.S. for, what, consciously? about 40 years maybe where I really have been aware of it or, you know, if, if we want to talk about voting, this, this show isn't necessarily about voting. But um, what it's about is attempting to understand where we're at. That's what it's about. And having a view into other points of view, that's what it's about. Um, what I've observed is we're going back and forth. And if you go even farther back in world history, you will find even more of that. We're going back and forth. Things seem to be addressed, but they're not, because usually some kind of force or anger is brought into the equation, and so then something just goes underground and then it resurfaces again. That isn't going to help us forward as a society. What does this matter about 
who I am personally, who I am personally is concerned, who I am personally is ready to step up to the plate and maybe say a few things that some people are not comfortable with saying. And what that has to do with is how we need to start listening more. Um, And how we go about that is not so easy. But it really starts as listening to yourself. It really starts as going very deep with your own work as to who you are. And it doesn't mean that you're on this side or that side or that, you know, a lot of people are really angry right now. There is a lot of anger going on and many people are, it's impacting their daily lives, this anger. And it's not helpful. It's not helpful. I have somehow managed to navigate through these recent years and really my whole life. Yes, of course, I've been angry sometimes just like anyone. I'm no perfect soul. But I'm not, how do I put it, just so deeply, deeply troubled and and consumed with fear about what, quote, the other, this amorphous other that we can never seem to really define is going to do. And I think that if we start to work with those directly around us, do you love your neighbors? Here's an example. I heard about the recent earthquake um, in California, and um, what I heard yesterday, of course, most of, many of us heard about it, certainly in the U.S. and probably in other parts of the world. And one of the things I heard pretty quickly was from someone phoning in who was right at the epicenter, and they said how kind everyone was being to one another, how everybody was helping one another. And you know what? That's it. That's it right there. The divisions start to fall away when we see our fundamental humanity. And the more that we engage with one another, the more we'll be able to come to a better understanding of what motivates those points of view that perhaps we find highly objectionable in some cases, and and this can be any number of things. I'm not even going to – I talked about one at the outset, but this show isn't really about that. It is about how that is an example of something that people feel deeply troubled about, and it influences decisions. It absolutely does when when people feel deeply troubled about how to perceive an issue. And we have to get beyond that. 
is what I'm saying. We have to begin to understand what is really going on in this world. Why are so many people suffering? Why are there mass migrations in the world? And and here it's all over the world. What is at the root of that? And how do we begin to address that? Um, It's not an easy answer. But I think when we start to think about the earthquake analogy, where when we are really engaged with something that makes us directly vulnerable, all of us together, and we see it and we recognize it, our natural tendencies for many, I'm not saying everybody, but hey, just like I saw it years ago, I witnessed it in the Colorado blizzard. Same thing. Even even fears of, you know, never go to a stranger's home, never get in a stranger's car, things like that, even that dropped away in that blizzard. Um, I ended up being stranded in that blizzard with, with my sister and my father. And my sister and I were walking. This was a very famous Colorado blizzard in 1982. And some men appeared from out of nowhere to help us. And they ended up taking all of us into their apartment, my dad too. They first me and my sister, then they went and found my dad. I was very young. I was just a teen. Even back then, I'd been taught, you know, you probably shouldn't just go in a stranger's car or a stranger's apartment or whatever. And, yeah, sure, bad things do happen in the world. Um, We've seen examples of that in the news very recently. But the thing is, is what was really happening despite all those things that, yes, there are imperfections in the world, is we helped one another. That next day, people were digging one another out. I have never seen, in fact, I I observed it at the time in a journal. I was 18 years old, and um, I think I was 18 or around then, trying to think, close in age to 18. I was... was, um, Yes, I was 18. Um, And I observed how it was the best Christmas I'd ever seen. I had never seen the Christmas spirit, however you choose to identify that. And at the time, I was viewing it as just a loving spirit. I wasn't associating it with any, any theology at all, just the loving, giving, accepting spirit at the time. I'd never seen it more active as on that day, on that Christmas, when everybody was helping one another. And that's exactly what just happened in the earthquake, according to this caller who called in. Um, This is going to be kind of a short program. And I will try to have more programs um, for anybody who's wanting to call in. I know it may seem kind of contradictory. I'm talking about let's all talk with one another and understand one another. And yet it's such a short show that I've defined today. 
um, I think that I'm laying the groundwork for some future work um, where we can have some more discussions. So, um, so I'm thankful to anyone calling in. It's just that there won't be time during this such short show that I've defined today to take calls. Um, but with that said, I do hope to do that in the future, assuming it all feels right. Back to the core thing here with the show is authentically, I'm still working with where this program needs to go. It still exists, obviously. I really tend to think it's going to go in the direction. I will use the same example of, I've said this before, Oprah used to have a forum where people from all different viewpoints would talk with one another. That's how my work began, essentially. It kind of started before then, but this show would not exist if not for my participating in this forum. And no matter how you feel about Oprah and her viewpoints, because I know Blog Talk Radio is a very broad place, and it doesn't matter. Her forum was all about people of different viewpoints coming together and talking. And I don't know if I have the ability to make this show something like that. But you know, we can make our lives like that. There are still, I am still in contact with people that I talked to in those days. And we're not all of the same belief system. I mean, I have multiple friends. And we changed too. As we were talking about things, people would involve in how they felt about an issue. Or maybe they would say, you know, there's some things you may say, no, for me, this is just a core principle, and you know this deep in your heart. And usually for many people, something that has to do with, with if we feel that, that love is essentially important in the world and um, that, that that's essentially what it's all about, we may have been taught that God is love, doesn't matter, even if we don't believe in God, doesn't matter what we've been taught, it's what we feel and what we know and what is true at our center, well then, maybe our understanding, and even then it's going to be imperfect, because we are imperfectly approaching this, and it's very easy to get accusatory and stray from that center. But you can still have it as a consistent center as you engage in understanding. You will find that some things you begin to see why people are in pain or people are deeply troubled or they've seen some way of looking at things that is totally different than yours and yet maybe in some cases not totally a field from love just a different way of looking at an issue. And are the voices that we grow up with, um, and once again, thank you to callers. Um, I know I will attempt to take a caller in the future. It's just this show is very short, and, um, and I'm still reflecting on how it's to evolve in that way. But, um, but I do appreciate your calling in 
I do very much. Thank you. Um, so I think that we will find that the more that we come and engage, directly attempt to come to an understanding of why viewpoints vary. Wow. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. We're currently trending number one on the live shows, or number two, I'm sorry. I want to over, at number two is pretty amazing because this is such a spontaneous show. And thank you, Blog Talk Radio, because I know it's kind of a complicated formula how that happens, but I'm greatly appreciative because I'm talking to all of you across time. Those of you who will listen to this show in the future, I'm talking to those who who are of every belief system to to make an attempt to better understand one another. And it starts with better understanding yourself. We're not all going to agree on many things, and we may feel very deeply about many things. It may be some of the things I said, even by bringing up the issue, I may have offended some people earlier in this show. That wasn't my intent. What I'm attempting to do is to help you to understand that people feel very deeply about this issue. And I think I was going to say, and this show may go into overtime briefly, um, although not very long, um, but it's really the only way forward is um, even when, thank you, live audience, I'm going to continue into the archive for just a short time, um, but um, I invite you to listen to this archive show. You know, we're really focused right now on prevailing in some way, and this is all around every side. What will prevail? Who will win? We need to get beyond such a simplistic way of looking at what's going on and start to look at where are people in pain? Where am I in pain? What's going on with me? Ask yourself that. What's going on with me? Are you feeling angry a lot? Are you feeling frustrated? Or are you feeling um, demoralized? Are you feeling like we're just, just totally disheartened? There's a word. We need to find our way back to our hearts. We need to find our way back to our hearts. And um, the only way we're going to do that, it does start with some very deep work of your own. And from there, you start to look at other points of view and how you can begin to understand things without there's 
such an impulse right now to demonize the other. And that word is very strong, demonize. And yet, it happens far too often. And we are not going to make our way through the real passageway until we stop with that and start looking deeper at what is really going on. What's going on with me? What's going on with you? What's going on with society? Because no matter what happens in these little battles, these skirmishes that we have, and that's what it is, it's a skirmish. And yes, okay, let's talk about briefly, you know, an election, for example. It's a skirmish in a very, very long journey. And no matter what way it goes, it's not going to change that there are large numbers of people who have a different view. And those views don't just change instantly, whatever they are. And I'm not the, – the thing is and, – and we can't expect that. We need to get to the core of what's happening instead of oversimplifying what's happening because I think that is very easy to do. And it starts with ourselves. So this, work, this show is about, you know, how do we change the world through authenticity? Well, that's it. But there's a lot more to say about authenticity in general, and I'm sure, and very specifically too, and I'm sure I will have future programs on this topic, how we explore who we are. And I may raise other issues that people are thinking about in different ways and why. And if you can do anything to give yourself more peace of mind, because I certainly have observed this, is it's to find a way to seeing your neighbor, seeing your neighbor. And I mean really seeing your neighbor, not just some caricature of your neighbor. I want you to see your neighbor as a person, as a real person going through the challenges of life, as if you've been in an earthquake, as if there's going to be an earthquake tomorrow, and there may very well be. And then what? Who are you? How do you feel about your neighbor? How do you feel about your neighbor? How do you really want to feel about your neighbor? How do you want your neighbor to feel about you? You know, there's a reason why the golden rule, so to speak, exists in so many different spiritual paths. We have work to do together. You think your work with yourself is done? Are you angry? Are you bitter? Are you accusatory? Are you hating? It's not done. You have work to do. We have work to do. You know, there's that word, namaste, that concept. 
some people find it in this very broad audience that I'm speaking to, a word they're not comfortable with. Okay, I understand that. It's about our Creator being omnipresent. Is that so challenging to understand? Our Creator is in every one of us. It doesn't mean I'm superior to you. In fact, it means the actual opposite of that. It means I see you. Yeah, what about that old movie, Avatar? I see you. What does it mean to see your neighbor? Not the surface level things. That wasn't about surface level things. Not the things that you want to believe because you think that you have this simplistic way of looking at your neighbor that attributes hatefulness everywhere, which actually is not occurring everywhere. There is something else going on with us. And we need to look deeper than that. We really do. And then we will find it. And we will see one another again. And maybe for the very first time, we'll start to see. And maybe that's why this world is going through what it's going through. Now I remember another place I heard Love Train. It was in a movie. It was in The Martian. At the end, they all come together. Um, China and the U.S. work together and get to Mars. In fact, it happens in partway through the movie. If I'm spoiling it, I'm sorry. Another movie much like that is 2010, for those who have seen that one. And there are things that will invite us to release these differences that we think that we have. And at the center, there's love, folks. There is love at the center. That is the only thing there can be with an omnipresent creator. And if you don't believe in any kind of God or spirit or whoever you choose to label that, it doesn't matter. There is still, I have known atheists who most of them are just have never heard a definition of God that, that wasn't something they found objectionable, and that's what made them an atheist. Most atheists are atheists with respect to a particular definition of God. But with that aside, many atheists are hopeful and looking for something, they may call it our common humanity. It is easier, I will say, I will say for myself, it certainly would be, I can't project into the head of someone who is an atheist. I have never been one, although I've had my spiritual journey as to how to understand God, and that continues. That is a very lifelong journey for all of us, what spirit is, what God is, all of it. The divine feminine, what is it? All of it. But what I'm saying is when you have that spiritual center, at least for me, it makes it easier 
I will say that. It makes it easier um, to, to see that love and to, to go back to it as my center. It's my anchor. If that anchor is the wrong word because that brings us down. It lifts me up. It brings me to a more balanced place, even though we can have very inspired moments as well. But there is a place of balance within it. Look for that. Look for the answers. Really think about think about people that you know that you know are different. And think about actual real people in your lives and how you feel about them really. And they may have totally different viewpoints than you. And I bet in most cases you'll say, you know what, I really do love that person. And that changes everything. Take care, everyone, and thank you for being here today. Um, well, aiming to close out the show. I got so carried away I lost sight of my computer here. But I do, I do hope to do more of these episodes. I will do them when I feel called to talk. And I'm listening as much as anybody else as to what that path is. But um, I know it feels, it feels like a really good space when I'm doing this particular work. So thank you for those of you listening in the future. And... Um, I hope to see you. I hope you can see more of me. And I don't mean this physically. I mean let's just look. Look deeper. Look deeper. Take care.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.